them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Renee O'Connor. Woo! All right, Renee O'Connor. Big get. Awesome. Big yeah. get. Xena Monk, y'all. We also have some nerd news. But before we get to that, uh, you know, we're not a political podcast. I don't know if you guys noticed or not. We're not. We don't talk about politics very much. <laughs> Uh, but it's hard to not um, acknowledge the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg this past week. Uh, you know, it affected me more than I thought it would. I was kind of a mess on Friday night. And uh, so she meant a lot to uh, a lot of people. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just really sad. And I... Um, I know that she will be greatly missed, and yeah, it's just there's yeah. just so many things to say. But she was a legit badass on many, many levels. Mm-hmm. Just a real hero, um, a real life for women, hero. and yep. you know, yep, yep, feminist icon, champion of justice, gender equality, civil rights. Like, just she was, she was like a superhero. She really was a real life superhero. So. And I mean, she was lifting weights well into her eighties. Yeah. I just remember, you know, you know, she always kept healthy, and you know, she's she was an inspiration. Yeah. yeah, that was that was tragic. I was on the phone with someone and saw started seeing the tweets about it, and I was like, "Wait, she she's dead?" And my friend's like, "No, she's not." I'm like, "No, right now." Like she, they're just saying it, and it was just shocking. It's not shocking. She's been sick, but at the same time, I think that her, just the loss of her combined with just that dread of what you know that meant going forward yeah. just compi- if it was any other year it would have been tragic and, and upsetting and depressing and and but now it's like combined with the crap that's about to fall out from it it, yep. it was brutal and you know losing a wonderful person who who she she made up she made a you know as I've heard said if we're gonna be noise in the system might as well be a symphony and she was a hmm. symphony she made a life her made her life count, you know? She did. And she changed, she, you know, she helped change, uh, change gender equality in this country. She really did. She was on the front lines before she was a judge. She was, you know, as a lawyer, she was fighting for, for equal rights. And, um, yeah, no, she, she changed our world and she will absolutely be missed. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, I wasn't that familiar, you know, at, at some point, you know, with what all she'd done, but then you see all these posts about like, as, as a woman, if you can do this and this and this and this, you owe it to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just don't even realize how many things are different now that we can do because of people like her. So, yep. It, uh, it is a devastating loss, but, you know, I hope she was, she'd been ill to some capacity, you know, fighting cancer and, sure. you know, and I hope her memory is honored in every way possible. R.I.P. R.B.G. Okay. Let's move on to nerd news. Let's do what we do best. Talk about fluff. Let's <laughs> yeah, go back in our lane. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane, snop. Well, we're not getting out of our lane. We're acknowledging yeah, the past. They have a wonderful person. Um, yeah. Important right. person. So. Right. Yeah. Nerd news. We got, we got news. We got She-Hulk. 
That's a good transition. That's a good, yeah, it is. She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, She-Hulk because of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, indirectly. But, uh, yeah, She-Hulk, uh, they've cast the lead, Tatiana Maslany. Of course, from Orphan Black. Very mm. exciting. Mm-hmm. I love her. Uh, I, she played multiple clones on that show. So she played uh, at least uh, seven or eight different versions of herself. Um, con- very convincingly to the point where you just forget. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, it says Maslany will play Jennifer Walters, an attorney and cousin of Bruce Banner. Everybody's got a cousin. All these superheroes got cousins. <laughs> Thank God. Thank <laughs> in, the co- in the comics, an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin gave Walters her powers. But unlike Banner, She-Hulk was able to keep her intelligence and personality when she hulked out. Oh, so thank God she's still gonna <laughs> gonna be you know funny, and she's not just gonna be kind of a composed. grunting. That's gonna right, be weird. Right. She's gonna be composed, <laughs> right? She's gonna be like brainy and you know, yeah, and green yeah. and big. It's gonna be <laughs> right. She's gonna be green. That's it's gonna, gonna be, be like the, the Hulk from the last Avengers movie. He was like, Hulk, <laughs> yeah. but he was also able to have conversations right, yeah, and wear his glasses. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's veteran television director Kate Corio is helming the pilot, and Rick and Morty Emmy winner Jessica uh, Gao is leading the writers' room on She Hulk. Nice. So very cool. And Mark Ruffalo is interested, has expressed interest to in be ah, in the show. We don't need oh, you, good. Mark, but we, you know, like we Mark. appreciate Mark's fine. But I'm saying, <laughs> Mark's fine. Don't. Maybe a cameo. Yeah, right, a cameo. A cameo. Kat, did you watch Orphan Black? I have seen one episode. Yeah, me too. But and I appreciate, I admire my. Oh, 100%. Account. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to watch it. Uh, for Orphan Black, Maslany, uh, she had got. Several Emmy nom- nominations. It was to a point where it was frustrating where, when she didn't win. You watch right. and every she year. It was like, almost like Susan Lucci. She did. But it's like, you're like, oh, really? She's not going to win. Yeah. Uh, and then she finally did in 2016. I remember cheering when they called her name. She definitely deserved it. So I'm really excited for uh, – it's almost like you don't have to guess at what she can bring in certain – in this kind right. of role because she's all played all cuts. She played a soccer mom. She played a freaking crazy person. She, you know, on all in that same show. And it was so great. I'm really excited. Awesome. You know, I always loved a friend of mine went to a convention where she appeared and, and they like, I remember she said when they introduced her, like she was expecting to see all these different, it was like for the show. It was like a, a panel for the show. And then just like Tatiana walked out and she's like, Oh yeah, she's everybody. Like the almost <laughs> moment. Of, where's the rest of them? Oh, that's just, just all her. Yeah, amazing. So good for her. I'm excited about it. Great for her. And you know, uh, how many seasons of Orphan Black are there, Tara? Ooh, put me on the spot. I'm gonna cat. go with a lot. I'm gonna go with longevity. The five, six. I think yeah. it, it had longevity. Hold on now. Research six, I believe. Okay. How many episodes per season did that show have? Was that a? Uh, it was shorter. Definitely wasn't. Okay. You know, a well, uh, good because that was a lot of work for her. Twenty-six like, she... season, yeah, so yeah, episode season. Right. She probably put right. in the work of like twenty-something episodes a season because she played all those. Right. Things. Yeah. It's oh my god, and think of all the different the the lines she had to how much of the script and all the shoots learn. like. Every scene you had to shoot multiple times because sure. she was interacting with herself. You couldn't, you know, so it, you, they put in a lot of work for those six yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. of No doubt. Many episodes. Okay, five. Five seasons. Okay. Still, it's a lot. So, yes, longevity. So she played all these characters for a very long time to a point where you cared for each one separately, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they each had their own personalities and 
again, just would forget me too, even though I knew <laughs> like that guy when she walked out by herself. It's like, uh, oh yeah. yeah. It's just so you. it's like, no, what that clone should get nominated separately. <laughs> she should get nominated for each character that she's playing. So I guess it's not that way. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Like, I mean, it I guess makes, just you could her for all these parts. I guess her, but she's playing multiple parts. I don't know. Yeah, well, you don't get about. nominated twice when you play twins. So <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah. Look, ask the soap people. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> Speaking true. of soaps, does five seasons count as longevity? Where's the uh, line? How do I we? Believe, yeah, I believe you know more than four. It better longevity. count. I think four to five. You're at a good sense of. If you get to four, you're at longevity. Okay. You're saying, <laughs> does that mean Firefly didn't have longevity, Tara? Uh, Firefly had a movie. So it had <laughs> okay. the longevity in that it had a, you know, it was a cult hit, the one half season that it had. But then the longevity came at that it sustained that level of fandom and hmm. excitement for four years after and became a movie, Serenity. I'm not trying to diss on Firefly. I love it. I kind of no, feel like you right. are. I'm just like to challenge you. I just like to challenge you. Longevity, because it was four years. See what I did there? Yeah, wow, did. that's that was quick. I'm, I'm impressed. Hey guys, yeah. speaking of TV, which we do. Uh, did you know that Melanie Scrifano will be directing two episodes in the new Tim Rosan vehicle on Sci-Fi called Surrealty? Surrealtor. Surreal. I think it's Surrealty. No, no, no. Yes, You're right. Surreal term. Surreal term. <laughs> damn it. Uh, so not only will she be uh, appearing as a guest star, she'll play a character named Harper North, a bright young woman who finds herself herself at a crossroads, having been instructed mm. to sell her lakeside family home, though somehow she can't. Oh, it's like a Hallmark movie. Perfect. <laughs> will she decide to stay at her family home, or will she go out to the big city? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And uh, and she'll also be directing two episodes, which is great. I'm sure she is excited to have that opportunity. Uh, Paolo Barsman will also be directing, who is also one of the Winona Herb directors. So that's kind of fun. Uh, seems like they're keeping it in the family. Yeah. It's and, good family uh, for sci-fi. Yeah. Great family. And uh, the, they've started shooting already. That show is already in production in Newfoundland. And so oh, you know, that at least fun. it does. At least we'll get some more. You know, get our, our Melanie fix with another show at least, mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll have a good feel to it. You know, sci-fi. Tim, uh, I know that Vega Queen didn't work out, but yeah, uh, this sounds like a little campier, perhaps. This plot intrigues so, me more than. Yeah. I mean, I watched the pilot of Vagrant Queen, and I was ambivalent. This, I'm intrigued by the setup, so we'll see. Yeah, it sounds fun. Well, in sad news, Stumptown. Which one do you an early supporter of when you went to that Comic-Con panel? I did go to the panel. So back in May, Stumptown was renewed. It's starring Kobe Smolder, right? She plays like a bounty hunter type person. Smolders. Smolders. Yeah, she's like a... Like Mulder? Former <laughs> military, uh, sort of gets herself into a job as a private eye, mm. helping people okay. with what they need. Great. And, and, and I saw the, and stuff. I saw the pilot fun <laughs> show. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. So they got uh, they got renewed back in May. And she's Sorry. bisexual, right? Did you say that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, ABC pulled a um, a one eighty 
and said, you know what, actually, guys, we're going to reverse your renewal, which means you're, you're canceled. So season two is no longer happening. And there's a couple of people, there's speculation as to why there's a few factors involved. Most likely they had a new showrunner for season two. So it sounds like maybe creatively there were some issues behind mm. the scenes. Hmm. And because production hadn't started yet, uh, it meant that it wouldn't be ready for the, um, the fall launch, which is what ABC had been hoping for. And it sounds like perhaps um, it was too expensive to be uh, a, a late season uh, replacement type show. So it sounds like they just kind of decided ABC was like, yeah, you know what? We don't, we don't think we can use this show anymore. Huh. So it's, it's officially canceled. This is my theory, Kat. <clears throat> Please. I think that they took a look at how amazing Grey's Anatomy is. And they said, look, we got to make some cuts so that Grey's Anatomy can stay on for five more years. So I think that's, that's why. And that's fine. I that's agree with that. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Town. <laughs> was it a perfect show? No. Hmm. I liked it fine. Although I, I cried a little every time Cameron Manheim showed up and had to deliver dialogue that was not on the level of the awesome control from POI. But that being said, <laughs> uh, I like Kobe. I like the character. Yeah, I love her. I, again, I didn't love it. It kind of got to where I watched it because I just wanted to watch him and take them off the DVR, but I liked it enough. I was glad they got a season two. Yeah. Um, I feel for the cast that it's like, oh, you're coming back. And no, you're not. But I hadn't heard that about the showrunner, about any sort of discord, yeah. creative difference type thing. So maybe maybe it's for the best. But I think yeah. Kobe will be fine. Most of their cast was pretty, you know, they'll get jobs. Yeah. It On was a side a- note, you can- <laughs> if you love Kobe, you can get a Robin Sparkles Funko now. Yes. A Funko. Uh, from <laughs> take me to the mall, get yeah. a Funko. Robin Sparkles. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna have glitter too. Exciting. I I hope they have uh Ted as Paprika. I think he was like Paprika or something. And then uh Marshall and Lily were Salt and Pepper, and he was like the third wheel. So Peppa, yeah, or Salt yeah. and Pepper. That's just my I because I would love to go <laughs> as that for Halloween. Huh. Honestly, yeah. Well, we can do Halloween again. You should. <laughs> I'm thinking about Someday. it. Someday. <sighs> well, if only all things in TV world were pleasant. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> Mandal- Mandalorians had quite the week. Let's see. They released the trailer for season mm, two. Right. Yay, Mandalorian. It was cool. Baby Yoda, he's cute. He hides in his little pod when yeah. Mando's about to throw down. Like um, these You see <laughs> X-Wings. They go to like an icy planet. like, he goes where I go. You know, it's all cool, Mando. They they refer to sorcerers like the Jedi. There's was that was that Rosario Dawson in the hood playing Ashoka or whatever her name is. Was that her? So. I don't even know. Was I it? I think so. I mean, it's it looked cool. I'm excited for the season. Yay, Mando! And then <laughs> oh wait a minute, there's rumors that Pedro Pascal uh, has walked off the set or quit Mandalorian because he expected to be showing his face more. Mm. And want to show his face more. Uh, he, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> like, was he, now here's the thing. Was he, mis- is it true for one? I'm not even seeing any denials right. of it by him right. or anyone. Or, uh, or, the, or Disney or. No, no uh, one. Yeah. It's all just rumorville, which usually if something like that happened and it's not true, they're like, oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, of course, sometimes they say that and it is true, but you never mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I feel like. 
did they were they clear when the show started that look we're not going to see your face much and then you saw that one time in the first season but <laughs> yeah. was he led to believe he would be seen more or did he just once the show was more successful was like i gotta get my face on this i would imagine this happened before you know i don't know if this happened before the big hoopla and people loving mandalorian definitely before the emmy wins and the emmy recognition Mm -hmm. to where Mm -hmm. like you know you might not see your face but you're part of a show that's doing some good things which i feel like you're going to get more out of that than a crappy show that nobody watches where your face is all over it you got wonder woman coming out people know who you are i hate that this might be true Mm. and that it has come to this that he decided he needed to be seen more and just left i mean obviously they can do the show technically without him oh for another voice yeah of course so you don't have a whole lot of traction if you're fighting for something that they can say, all right, we'll stick somebody else. I mean, I, from right. what I understood from the making of, a lot of the scenes weren't him anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, it the shooting, played. the fighting, the, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So Stunts. Stunt guy. Get someone who can do a decent voiceover job and you're, you're okay. Uh, then I thought I heard that he had actually come back to the set. I don't know. You know, it's rumors. Nobody right. knows what to think. Uh, but then, yay, Mandalorian again, because uh, Tamara Morrison acknowledged, yeah, I'm I'm going to be Boba Fett. Or no, is it Boba or Django? Wait, I think it's Boba. He's Boba. He's going to be so. playing Boba in Mandalorian. Cool. Pretty cool. And Tamara Morrison, awesome Kiwi, Maori, badass kind of dude. Yeah. Um, but if you've ever seen Once for Warriors, yeah, you know he's awesome. Um, but yeah, he's going to be playing... Uh, playing boba so boba, i'm back. excited for that yeah yeah so don't play with my heart emotions Mando. um <laughs> well, here's the thing we just want to be excited for you and pedro we you said it like they don't need pedro that's and the thing he seems like a cool guy all the way around so he i does. don't know what where this came from uh and yeah he knew he was what he was getting into yeah and you know, would he have rather not ever been on set and just looped all of the dialogue like would he prefer that or, Maybe, but I feel like you get a lot of his his movement, you know, who right. the character is, has portrayed so much through. I mean, I guess now that it's established, you could just stick somebody in there. Sure. They can watch tape, know how he moves. But Well, and I think it's been the same guy that's playing him in the suit the entire time. So it's no, really... Pedro's been in the suit. No, there's a guy that is in the suit. But I thought Pedro was in the suit for a he lot of it. Might be sometimes. Yeah, but there's a guy who does like the shooting, who does the fighting, the stunt stuff. Flying. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought Pedro was when it was just him at a table or something. It's yeah. not that it was him. I think that's him. Hmm. Okay, mm. we'll look into that. Well, <laughs> disagrees. <laughs> not that I don't believe you, but well, it says the into grandson it. of legendary. Oh, right. yeah, that's what I read. It was that I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, that it says. The, the grandson of legendary Western actor John Wayne performs a stunt for the character and appears in the suit. So, well, that's that's a hard job to walk away from if, if you're like... Yeah, they got a good gig. You just yeah. do so your voice and... So you we're know? saying that Pedro has only been on set that one time... Or at least shown was, in the suit. I was thinking he did... Well, that's interesting. I'm going to have to look more into this. Yeah, I, that's yeah, I, yeah. I assumed that he didn't do stunts, but I thought he was walking around. I did too till I just read this in this article. We'll find out. But that makes it sound like he's not in the suit much or at all. Interesting. Huh. Well. (laughs) Well, I, well, you know, it's a good thing. Don't, don't mess up a good thing, man. Mando was one of the bright spots of this year in a year that had very few of them. Mando was one. (laughs) Baby Yoda. Don't mess it up. 
All right. Well, that's all I got. Also, Star Wars news. Mm. The greatest Star Wars film ever. I'm going to just say this. Put the opinion out there. In addition to being my favorite film in the history of time, <laughs> is coming back to theaters. Really testing. Not that they're uh. open here, but testing my, do I want to go to the theater to see a movie I've seen a billion times, but it'd be cool to see on a big screen. The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's interesting that they're putting it out there knowing that a lot of people can't go to the movies, but at the same time, maybe theaters are like, we'll take anything. Give, give people a reason right. to come back. <laughs> stick for it. Stick Empire out here, but were they going to do it anyway? I don't know, but being released in theaters uh, Friday, September 25th. This angers me. Because you can't go? Because you don't yeah. want to go? Why are they doing yeah. this now? Like the worst time to be putting anything in the movie Because this is the, the only theater. 40th anniversary. I don't care. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. What are you doing, Disney? Like, honestly, Disney is not making a lot of good choices recently. Uh, if I they think were open is, here, I'd go, though. I think. I, I, Maybe. I, I just, uh, this this angers me greatly. Like, they could <laughs> they could have been releasing the the originals on, like, almost like a regular basis. Like, every summer, they could do a different yeah. one, yeah. you know? And if they mm-hmm. rotated that shit, I'd be there every every summer. I'd, wa- I'd pay money to watch these movies in the theater every I summer. I would, too. I would, too. You know what so, we need to do? When you're watching your yard. <laughs> come, to, come to my theater yard. Yeah, your theater yard. Yeah, for sure. No, this this is like, come on, guys, what are you doing? Like now, I just yeah. feel now I feel worse than I already did that I can't go to the movie theater. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yikes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, let's talk about another frustrating thing. Oh boy. <laughs> it's when two ladies you think <laughs> might have some chemistry, and you're like, are is it good? Are they gonna what? Are they, uh, oh my God, what the, what, no, <laughs> yes. And they almost kiss, but they don't. That is frustrating. And there's a lot of sexual tension. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> there's a list out there. And this list is from leswatch.tv. <laughs> or it's leswatch.tv.com. Uh, Let's be honest. That's a great yes. website. And it's things we love, intense non-kisses. So, you know, we can appreciate that the chemistry and the whole will-they-won't-they vibe, right? Mm. So they say kisses are great, but a non-kiss moment can be just as hot. Mm. I I agree. Well, you know, yeah. There are instances of physical contact between characters that are full of electricity and leaves us wanting more. Though they phrase that like it's full of electricity and leaves um, but <laughs> <laughs> something I would whether say. it's first realizing an attraction or a kiss interrupted. Oh, oh that's <laughs> the slightest bit of physical contact can have the greatest impact. The tension is palpable. So uh, they have a, ten shows or instances on this list, mm-hmm. and I agree with some of them, not so much with others. And some I am uneducated. I will admit, <laughs> I don't know the yes. character that we're referring to. Yes. So I will leave those alone. Uh, so number 10, <laughs> number 10 it is, in their words, basically all of Killing Eve. And that's yeah. fair. I yeah. agree with that one. Basically yeah. all of Killing Eve. Uh, <laughs> it really is. It is, uh, you don't get to see a lot of pretty much any physical contact uh well you know yeah okay watch the last Uh-oh. season <laughs> i'm not cut up i'm not cut up i'm just saying very yeah, no spoilers, little Wendy. most of their uh you know interactions comes right. in the form of that cat and mouse. Uh, we can't and we can't you know yeah there's should lots I, of sexual tension. I you know can i really be with a serial killer do i want to 
maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that. I agree with sure. that. Okay. Then number nine, we have Valentina almost kisses Juliana on Amar Amuerte. It is a spin off of Julia Tina. I don't <laughs> know this show, and I think that's I clear. Don't either. I think that's obvious. <laughs> think it's obvious. <laughs> All right, moving so, on. You know, sure, it looks, it looks lovely. I, there's like, yeah, the, there's like, yeah, the little gifts. We get, get a little taste of it. So, sure. Right. I don't know what's happening. And then and it's then got a little caption, but I can't. Then there's like an honorable mention uh, when Juliana teases a kiss after Va- Valentina talks about living together. Oh, okay. So, see, this is what they're counting. They're counting even if they're, you know, maybe together right. or it's just kind of like a tease, right? Okay. Not necessarily that they can't be, have been together before. Right. So then we get to number eight, Paige and Alex dancing from the grassy, the next generation. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, one of the, my favorite, <laughs> you know, growths in a character is that of Paige, Michael Chuck and Degrassi. Hmm. Paige was a typical cheerleader, bitchy cheerleader. I'm not saying she got like significantly less bitchy, but turns out she's gay. And then Alex is like the complete opposite. You know, it was really great. And again, it's one of those things I was watching on uh, back in the day. Nickelodeon had a- another uh, channel called The N and was kind of like the adult, young hmm. adult Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, this was on there. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, Nickelodeon showing gay people. This was like 2005 (laughs) or something or four or six. I don't know, somewhere in there. It just, it wasn't something that you see like you do today. So I agree with that one. And number seven, I'm going to let Wendy take over. Oh, can I? (laughs) Well, number seven is from two characters. One is named Root. One is named Shaw from a show titled Person of Interest. Never heard of it. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure you haven't. (laughs) So this is the first scene where they meet and, okay, you know, there's no thought that they might kiss, but this is the infamous scene that I believe is part of the reason Amy never left. Um, mm. They, they, it's like she's threatening to torture Shaw with a hot iron to get information. <laughs> right. And uh, the, the showrunner, Jonah Nolan, has a story that he told on the, uh, the DVD extras of how he's like, this is when we knew we were going to be working with Amy for a long time that she came up to him and he's like, and she's not this kind of person. She's like, there's a sexual thing here, right? Like, well, maybe like, what if I kind of pull her in and then I, and all this. And he's like, he, he was almost like he was embarrassed. Like he's talking to Amy about sexual things. Like, uh, okay, Amy, you do that. All right. And uh, so <laughs> she does good. this. And, and one of the, the writers uh, was on the set and said, Oh my God, this is the sexiest thing we have ever filled on this show. Hmm. And so I think after seeing this scene and their chemistry, they said, and also just working with Amy General, they're like, all right, she's not going anywhere, but we're going somewhere with this eventually. So it's very, you feel the sexual tension. There's no thought that anything's really going to happen, you know, because, you know, bad guys show up and the whole bit. They got to, they got to go. I got time um, for that right then. They don't have time for that. (laughs) They got to that later. uh, But yeah, no, it's very, very good non kissing sexual encounter scene that uh, set up. Many things to come. Good on you. Putting it on the list. Smart people at Let's yep. Watch TV. All right. Number six, Cheryl and Tony almost kiss from Riverdale. Mm. Again, not one I'm familiar with. I watched a little clip. Uh, seems they are interrupted by something falling. I don't know. They're in bed. <laughs> nah. Okay. I'm not, I can't say anything against this because I don't know. Sure. I'm not going to act like I do. Good. Have you heard of the number five entry? I have. 
<laughs> is Winona Interrupts Way Hot, otherwise known as Winonus Interruptus <laughs> on Winona Earp. Uh, so Winona, Waverly's sister, has a knack for walking in at the most inopportune moments. Um, she, <laughs> again, this... Uh, the list says this happens a lot. So I think <laughs> two instances that I've seen Erper share the most. Uh, season one outside Nedley's office, uh, the beginnings of Way Hot and trying to play it cool in front of Winona, right? Yep, this is after perfect. they've had origi- uh, already kissed, but, and more on the couch. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, season three gun competition. There's so many, they're just, there's so many that it turned into almost a spoof of itself when in season four, spoilers, Finally, they really get to like, we get to see them legit hook up with no interruptions. <laughs> and it's like, please don't, don't interrupt this. Yeah, they got plenty of time. Yeah, they did. They did. But uh, it is a running <laughs> joke on the show. Why known us interrupt this? Then we have four Spencer and Ashley's almost first kiss from South of Nowhere. You know this so, show? South oh, of yeah. Nowhere aired. I was, of course, watching the end. Uh, Degrassi on the end. And uh, I haven't really heard anything of this show coming up, but there was a new show that aired after Degrassi called South of Nowhere. And I'm watching this show. It's just on. I don't know why I kept it on. Um, and I was like, what? Okay, this is fine. This is cool. It's like this this girl that moves to LA with her family and she meets Ashley. And she, uh, they're called Spashley. Um, <laughs> couple names. And so it's kind of like, and Ashley's kind of the bad, the bad girl, you know? Um, so I'm watching this and I'm like, and in my, my gay heart, I'm like, is this gay? I don't, what's happening? I'm watching Nickelodeon. And this was, I think before Paige, maybe like before it was a big thing. And I was like, what's happening here? And I watched and I watched, I was like, are they into each other? I was like, no, 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 no. Cause there's other guys. There's like hot guys on the show. Um, and, you know, and Aiden is one of the hottest guys I've ever seen and actually ended up <laughs> marrying um, the person who plays Ashley. So, which I can't blame her. But looking at this, and I'm even looking at this little gift that's on the, my screen right now. Yeah. It, it became clear to me that it was a show about a not uh, more than friendship between these two ladies mm. and what develops and really Spencer's coming out. And to me at the time I was, it like spoke to me. I was mm. like, what? And it was so unexpected uh, and so subtle and well done. Mm. Uh, it really, they didn't, you know, push it at the beginning. It, it took me a few episodes. And of course I watched a few because I was also watching Degrassi. So I would make sure it would always be on. Um, yeah, but I love this show. It's really great. And yes, they had some really some really hot moments on that one to the point where they even cast the two actresses and another like other projects to be essentially like a couple of some mm-hmm. kind or have the same chemistry. Yeah. So does Spashley uh, end up together on the show? Oh yeah. And they end up together. It's definitely candid. They're not they're not it's not like subtext whatsoever. And that Got took it. me a minute to realize when I'm watching it. Mm. that oh no oh no they're they're going there nice um and that was new for me at the time so uh yeah love them and that's a fun show is that worth checking out it's it's well it's fun it's definitely kind of dramatic they go they have they address some really great things as Mm. far as spencer coming out and her mother's disapproval to an extreme level got it um and then you know 
their growth with their relationship with her and her mom. And, you know, okay. uh, it, yeah, it, it tackles some tough topics, you know, like drug abuse and certain things. And so it's like a teen soap opera. It definitely is okay. for sure. It's a teen show, Got it. but, uh, it was, it, you know, I, I was, I don't know if I was like 18, 19 at the time, but it was, um, it was easy to watch for me. It. <laughs> I enjoyed it. To you. you were older than that. Oh, yes. Yes, I was. was, uh, Whatever year it was. Yeah. Okay, it was uh, number three. Luisita helps Amelia with her corset. Amar Mm. es para siempre. Mm. Uh, This person who wrote the article says, I literally yelled when I saw this scene. The sexual tension in the scene, while slightly predictable, being a telenovela and all, was the exact moment I started shipping Lumelia? Lumelia. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I can't speak to this because uh, I don't have never watched it, hmm. but I'm going to go with that. <laughs> no dispute. No dispute. Number two. Yeah. Willow and Tara move a vending machine from Buffy the Vampire <laughs> so Slayer. So romantic. So this is, uh, you know, there's been a little flirty. Willow is not, you know, she's n- new to this. and Yeah. Uh, this says this is Tara's introductory episode, and it just happens to be the one with the least dialogue of the whole series. So a lot of what Willow and Tara's interactions are spoken through body language and queer eye contact. The gaze. So this is Hush. That's this Hush? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. The creepiest oh, episode. So good. So good. <laughs> this couple made television history, and this is the scene where it all started. Two witches combining forces to move a vending machine across the room. That's right. Their magic warmed our hearts by moving some cold drinks. <laughs> and look at that tension with the touching of the hands. I wouldn't say this is like an almost kiss. It's just kind of that definite connection. You yeah. feel that connection. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, then we have number one. Batwoman saves Sophie <laughs> from Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Batwoman comes in swinging with a tension between Kate and Sophie and the pilot episode thus setting the tone for the rest of the season all we wanted was for them to kiss okay look i'm gonna admit <laughs> that this was a good see oh, like i actually bought this when i saw it i was like oh okay i'm fine with that it's cool however uh let me read that again hmm. in the season one pilot episode <laughs> there is zero longevity here there is zero getting to know these folks i mean yes it was sexy, but you know what? Maybe, maybe it makes number 10 as far as all the things you could possibly put on this list. You know, I, it's just frustrating. And I feel like they left some things off. I feel no like offense, the fact let's watch TV.com. I, well, I do enjoy too, this list. Killing Eve, the fact that they basically say all of it. Mm, and, but yet right. there's one scene in the pilot for Batwoman. Right. I mean, you could have rearranged that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So killing Someone Eve, just really liked Batwoman. It's the longevity. Yes. It's the, the what's it called? The uh, volume. Like, volume. And mm. you don't know these characters yet. Right. So you don't have you don't. that history of that, oh, we've been waiting for this. Exactly. <laughs> the tension has had no time to build. Yeah. So some, some examples I thought they could add um, was, especially if by the – by the bar they've set here, even just a touch of the hands, a, a look at each other, right? Um, that implies there might be something more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say, where is Brittany and Santana on this list? Oh, 
Mm, Where is Zena and Gabrielle on this list? Yeah, sure. Yeah, they had some nice staring at each other moments. Where is Micah and H.G. Wells from Warehouse 13 on this list? Because especially season four episode uh, called Instinct was Mm. the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And even the actresses admit they played to it. Uh, The gayest thing I've ever seen in my life without actual kissing. So that should prove that it didn't even need it um, to portrayed that yeah they uh, never kissed but it was no but they certainly have their moments um and then i'm gonna add just for fun because you know i'm gonna go with this because of longevity and i had time to get to know <laughs> these characters even though it's completely absurd that this would be on the list i'm gonna go with annie and britta from community that time that they almost jokingly not jokingly but instinctually kissed after Britta pretended that she was a lesbian so that she could hang out with the cool lesbian at school. Mm-hmm. And then the cool lesbian at school was also not a lesbian and thought Britta was the lesbian. Um, and I mean, she was trying to be cool. Yeah, it was a really great episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they have a moment. And just because you you know these characters, it's it's hilarious. And apparently it was improv um, at the time. Oh, so funny. yeah, cool. nice. So I can appreciate that. So even those little moments because of longevity, uh, we get to you know, have a, a deeper experience with that than say a pilot episode of the show we've never seen. <laughs> so, you know, and Xena, that's a big one. The whole series is subtext. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all subtext. And, mm-hmm. and it, to the point where a whole fandom was created, mm-hmm. um, you know, because even though they don't ever say it right out, that it's implied because of all the insane uh, chemistry between the two of them right that they are a couple and that they love each other as more than friends well so by the time we get to season six they act there's there's some kissing going on but of course yeah. it's like oh to wake gabrielle up because right, right or to give xena some water like <laughs> come on come on yeah there's so many things uh in xena <laughs> i couldn't believe it and it's pretty iconic especially if you're gonna have buffy the vampire slayer on there come on yeah and again, a, a simple touch of the hand. Can you rem- remember all those times that Zena and Gabrielle were holding hands, going through something, and the way they are looking at each other, or uh, cuddling by not- the campfire? Cuddling like- by the campfire, and yes, those looks they gave each other there. Come on, right by the fireside. Yeah, yeah. They taught everybody else how to do those looks. <laughs> they were That's the pioneers right. of those looks. They were. They had to figure out how to make it work. Speaking of speaking of Zine and Gabrielle, mm-hmm. guess who we're about to talk to? Um, Half of that icon- iconic duo. I don't know. Gabrielle don't herself. Know. Oh, no way. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Renee O'Connor. Gabrielle. And we got to talk to her. And it's coming up now. All right. Well, we have a very special guest for our interview and our, our month-long celebration of Zena. Uh Renee O'Connor, who, if you're listening to this, yeah, I don't have to tell you, you should play Gabrielle on Xena. <laughs> you know this, a character that I personally have some similar wardrobe items in my closet from back in the day, as you can imagine, as some of you know. Um, but yes, we're very happy to have Renee O'Connor, who played the amazing Gabrielle, with us. Welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. she's uh, currently in New Zealand, or at least that's what uh, she's pretending to have behind her. <laughs> that's her background. <laughs> the background. It's uh, it's like watching. It's like seeing her in New Zealand. So, which is yep. awesome. So, she's welcome. on the beach. Yes. 
It's my wishful thinking. As you said, it's peaceful. <laughs> I know. I know. It's better than so, uh, home. <laughs> Gabrielle outfits fit you, Wendy? Because I don't think mine. No. Will. You know oh. what? I have <laughs> two. I have two. One is the the kimono finale, the blue top and the big baggy black pants, you know, from the finale. That would probably fit me. And then the one... The one you had that was like the potato sack when you were like the Cinderella spoof with the blacked out tooth. I could still wear that one. Well, I, think I, I need one like that now too. I think I can make that out of yeah costumes I have just lying around. Yeah. The, the others, no, no, I'm pretty. Uh, they would, maybe they would, but they would not look good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I bet yours is probably closer than mine. <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I all I have are the the um, the weapons oh, around cool. still. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, I think I'm probably the only mother my age that enjoys practicing some sort of sword play with their son. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's exercise. You know, it's yeah, uh, challenging nowadays. Um, it's I'm kind of amazed at what we what were able to do mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh yeah. Do you look back and think, Oh my gosh, like that looks so hard now. (laughs) I mean, well, no, to me, it doesn't look hard, but when I try something, (laughs) I realize how challenging it is, like how much endurance it takes to get through any sort of, um, two minute fight sequence, you know, Mm -hmm. that would be, you know, that would be, I'd be out of breath. So yeah. (laughs) It's like you need to schedule a day of talking scenes between the days of fighting scenes because, like, I know I would probably need to like recover and then do it again the next day and have a lot of aspirin and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, we, you know, we wanted to, to have Renee on and talk some about the influence of Gabrielle, which obviously, you know, it's, it's this fun thing looking back on Xena right now because, like, the three of us who do She Nerds Out, we're here together because of the show, because we met through the show. Um, we said, you know, I had the costumes. It was a big influence, the character, the show on me. Um, but, you know, you didn't know when you were going into it. I mean, you were, you knew what Gabriella was when you were cast, but I'm guessing you had no idea. They didn't have a plan. Did they have a plan for your eventual path on the show? Or was it just like, oh, okay, I'm going to be the fun sidekick to get basically give Zena someone to talk to and had no idea where it might lead at some point. Yeah, it was the the, the second choice. Yeah. Um, they, they knew that I would, um, as Gabrielle, play uh, play the comic relief, be the best friend, really be the the opportunity for uh, Zena to have someone to speak with, to, to tell the plans, to talk her out of decapitating somebody or stabbing right. them, you know, um, and kind of be the goof. Really, that was mm-hmm. that was the. The first part, I think, of Gabrielle. Um, and then obviously it just became a deeper friendship. So, um, but I, I don't think they had any idea, nor, nor did I, that it would just be such a complex, well-rounded character. Mm-hmm. Had so many layers to her. Um, I think it was a surprise <laughs> for the writers. Well, one of the things I wondered too, like sometimes I... I find it interesting that like you cast a person like you, cause you fit the Gabrielle they were casting at the time, but how much of her eventual journey and development was because they saw things in you or they, they would give you something and you're like, wow, she really nailed that. And she brought this sort of like, we could believe her as a warrior. If we keep going this direction as you know, they could have cast someone who didn't have that 
depth or range or even physicality to be able to pull it off, but you could. And I wonder how much of her journey was influenced by what they saw you bringing out of the character. I, I, I think it was, you know, it, it was a collaboration between maybe seeing an element that I presented in an episode alongside someone else who resonated with that, such as a Steven Sears. I know he resonates with Gabrielle. Um, he's a very deep, sensitive human being. And um, he just wrote her so beautifully. So I think, you know, which is not, it's not surprising that we're good friends, you know, <laughs> but I mean, cause he's, he's a wonderful anyway, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I would like to think that there was something that they saw in my portrayal of her that gave him more ideas on what they could write. I think a story we've all heard is that um, RJ Stewart didn't know I could cry, you know, <laughs> um, until um, he saw one of the earlier episodes. Um, um, so he he brought in a little much more dramatic turns for Gabrielle, almost to the point where I feel like we lost a little bit of the goofiness and mm-hmm. that uh, she had a beginning for a while. You know, yeah. uh, I think she almost aged too quickly or matured too quickly. Um, I say that now, but at the time I was grateful for it because I could not wait to get out of Gabrielle's adolescence, <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, to go through all the hormones all over again. But um, yeah, I definitely think it was, a, it was definitely a collaboration of, of just people who saw universal themes and then they would throw stuff at me and let's just see if it works. You know, I happen to love any martial arts, you know, I always wanted to be in the middle of the fight. So I'm <laughs> Gabrielle, where I'd be on the side trying to practice, you know, or on the weekends, um, trying to kickbox or just figure things out. You know, um, this was much later, obviously, uh, throughout the third seasons and moving forward after that. But, um, but that spunkiness, I think was always in there, you know, and I think Rob Tapper probably saw that in me, um, from the Hercules television movie, because that air was a very spunky, uh, lively character. I think your chemistry with Lucy had a lot to do with it because your character was really able to humanize Xena and make her relatable even in a way that some of us think could never really relate to Xena. Uh, but you really gave her that chance to be human and be a goofball and let her guard down and um, really you know, be vulnerable and allow herself to, um, you know, even, and having a friend is new to her, you know, so it's, it's really, um, great to see that that's, you made Xena relatable for me, (laughs) you know, that, uh, the the character of Gabrielle, because, uh, it really, you know, I, I like to see that side of people. I can't connect with people unless I can see them being funny and them being, um, lighthearted and sharing little moments together. And you guys really, created that. So that's uh, something that stands out to me. (laughs) I mean, I'm lucky, you know, again, it's a, if we looked back on this character, right, after all the thing, all the uh, complexities and layers they put into Gabrielle, I think anybody would be able to bring that to life. Not just anybody, but a certain actress could bring that character to life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, so I I don't think it's unique to me. I think it was just a really well-written character that I you know, could flesh out how wonderful. I almost agree with you, Renee, but (laughs) (laughs) almost. Here's the thing, though. I always think of these things, but well, to a point, 
But to a point, because I've had this discussion with someone else where they're like, well, they, they wrote a good character and I filled it out, you know, and I, I was able to portray it. And probably here's what I think. A lot of actors like you look at Gabrielle now and her journey and if you said, OK, we need to cast someone to play this journey. You probably could. But I think when they cast you and Lucy and sometimes other shows where they've cast people that. The chemistry, the the journey the character went on, the way things played out were because of, like you said, the things you brought to it. You at that age, at that point in life, what you brought compared to what they were writing in there, it was just sort of like a some bigger than its parts kind of thing to where if someone else had played that character, we might have never even seen that Gabrielle go forward. Um, so I think, yeah, if you if you saw the whole Xena, let's like let's remake Xena with two new actresses or that are at that age. I think, yeah, you could probably find someone who could like hit those beats and play those people. They know what they're getting into, but I don't think they would have been those characters without you two and what you guys brought to them. So I think that's why people are so hesitant (laughs) to bring uh, to have a reboot because to capture the chemistry that the two of Mm -hmm. you had, I mean, it could easily fall flat with anybody else. And uh, it's, that's really hard to recapture. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I definitely hear you. And I, I mean, I appreciate that what you're saying and i would love to say absolutely there's nobody <laughs> you can't say that you can't say that we, we can, can say, say that <laughs> it was just meant to be you know yeah. i mean i honestly i mean if it were someone else playing off lucy then i'd say heck no because <laughs> i love working with lucy and i love her you know yeah. so i think that comes across but yeah absolutely i'd be like oh no 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 it's got to be me but if it were two different actresses starting fresh I mean I think I'd want to see their take on it you know a little bit mm-hmm. so they were trying to be you know us trying to read right, right. but um but I, I I you know these are iconic characters in many ways they just have mm-hmm. they have universal strengths and weaknesses and flaws that we can identify with through many different shows and you brought that up with other television shows so I, I do think that there are actresses out there that can pull off these hmm. characters. Um, well, and honestly, one day, I hope they do. You know, if it, if mm-hmm. it isn't Lucy and I in some way that is relevant to us now, then I do want to see these characters come back. You know, I loved them both. And I, I would hate to see it just diminish. You know, you're talking about, because we had brought up other characters from other shows that remind us of, like, the path of Gabrielle. That, like, you know, who have been influenced by her character being like the sidekick, the someone to talk to that ended up having this incredible arc. And we started looking at it and I was like, you know, I don't know. Like it makes, which, (laughs) which ended up making like, that's your character story was more unique. Like to me of how, how it developed and became such an integral part of the show. And, and um, when it didn't necessarily have to go that way. And so two of the examples we thought of, for sure, Waverly on Winona Earp is is one that reminded us of Gabrielle's influence as far as like, you know, she's the scholar, the research, but she wants to be the warrior. And, and in this case, the warrior is her sister, but they have sort of that bond where she's sort of becoming more warrior-like as it goes. And then, all right, go with me on this one. I thought, and it's like the dark side of the Gabrielle story, Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, which I still say, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched that, Renee, but it's like he goes from this you know, kind of punk kid, but he's taken under the wing of Walter White and he, but just the fact that he sort of becomes a powerhouse in his own right and sort of the heart of the show in a way, like people almost relate to his journey more than Walter White and they want him to right. succeed. He and, had more and, 
morality at some at that point, right? Yeah, he was was, the dark side of the Gabrielle character. But I'm still saying it. I I love it. Yeah, because it it was a character that could have just been like, okay, this little punk kid who's gonna be hanging out with Walter White. But he became such a beloved character, and his arc too, you know, was important to the show. So that was my guess. That was my input. (laughs) Ever would have put those two together? So that's why I love it. Um, Yeah. I mean, I can see what you're saying. You know, I can see where you could see his moral dilemma and the choices that he right. he uh, struggled with along the way. Where as um, and he wasn't the expert. You know, it wasn't his idea. Mm. He was right. just trying to facilitate and support uh, the mission. So I, I could definitely see that. And I'm just starting. I'm going to start watching um, uh, Winona. Winona or Winona yeah. Earp, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. I'm so sorry that I haven't watched it, but I only just started watching television again during this coronavirus shutdown. So um, I, um, yeah, I'm really excited and really curious about that show. I was trying to find it and it was a little challenging to find the hmm. first season. So uh, is it still on Netflix? I think it, I think it be. is. I couldn't yeah. find it. It could just be that I, really? I don't know. I couldn't find even uh, Nurse Ratchet. So I don't know. Right. What <laughs> Renee, when you start watching it, we'll have you back on. I'd love to get your take on Winona Earp. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Give me some time because I I've been just dancing all around these different shows. I went through the office. Nice. Oh, <laughs> that was, uh, that's a commitment. Now I'm, yeah. now I'm like, okay, which character is like Gabrielle? Cause you have me. <laughs> <laughs> huh. um, and then uh, we started Parks and Rec, which. Oh, oh my favorite. big fan. Tara's mm-hmm. big fan. <laughs> Hilarious. I love that show. Yeah. Leslie um, Nope is my hero. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Lucy just popped on there. So that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, um, and then we watched Yellowstone. Mm. So I've been now mm. just trying to find what you were bringing up as a question and what other characters on television are similar to Gabrielle. And they might they might all have essence, an essence of a kindness mm. and a goodness, a good quality that comes across in some ways. But um I haven't seen anyone yet that has the arc, as you said, that wants to be the warrior becomes the warrior. I'm curious about finding a show like that right now. I think probably when you, when you start watching Winona Waverly's character, as far as, you know, and she, I don't know that she's become quite a warrior like Gabrielle did, but just, she wants to be the heir. She wants to be the warrior and she's sort of the assistant to the warrior but has her own <laughs> moments so i don't know if she'll ever get mm-hmm. to the gabrielle place but i don't know maybe right. <laughs> maybe she will they're pretty new still in their show aren't they it's only uh, what, four seasons four season? three yeah half. but they have the 13 episodes or 12 or that's 13 true. they episodes, have far so. less than you guys <laughs> yeah. did that's yeah true. <laughs> she'll get there yeah, yeah. okay well, Give her about five more seasons <laughs> <laughs> but even today just seeing shows on tv like winona earp who and they, they're such strong characters just just by that alone to see how many strong female uh characters are on tv i think that you can absolutely draw a line from xena to 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 those characters that we're seeing today um you know how do you feel about that when you do you know does that do you can you grasp that that the the influence that that the show has had on 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 what people are watching today? You know, I think that um, that we can talk about it and recognize it, and I think there are certain circles um, who appreciate it, and you know what I mean. But I I don't know that mainstream media puts the connection mm-hmm. together. You know, I I mean I I don't 
honestly, I don't see enough shows where I see a, a Xena in there, you know? And I don't know if that's just because I have this idealistic view of who she is still in my head, but I don't see anyone that's as strong as she is that still has a, the a desire for good goodness, you know, um, and can be funny. I just haven't seen anything like it. I really haven't. Right. And that's honestly not fair because I don't watch right. television. So, Well, we watch a lot and you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there really isn't. Like you said, the... Uh, and I was reading an article the other day about how Xena still stands alone, not only in the, like, all the things you guys did and the musicals and the comedies and, and the, the things you were able to pull off, but as far as like her character also being like the biggest badass in the room all the time, but also as, as good as she was, the glee and the enjoyment of wrecking havoc on things and mm-hmm. fighting yeah. and how unique, you know, she and the show was in that regard. And I think people have tried to put out strong female characters and action heroes but they just don't have that same amount of the fun the the, the whatever yeah. she brought to it and that you guys brought to the show you know they haven't really nailed it which is good because it's unique that's why it's still what it is today and people want it back because it, there isn't think, anything like it i mean i also love you know the uh the, as you said the humor i mean the humor comes from an intellectual place it's it's you know the the wink that Lucy has because she can see how, you know, how funny it is that she's flying through the air with a war cry. And then, right. <laughs> I mean, she always had that sense of humor that came across and, um, you know, it's dry, it's smart. And I, I think that that also sets uh, her character apart because Lucy played it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let just, me. <laughs> I had just the right balance of, you know, camp, and drama, and it never really took itself too seriously, which I appreciated. It's it was you know the show's aware of itself, like you said, like you're going to be spinning through the air and flying and doing your <laughs> screaming, um, and you're aware that it's silly. But you guys, you know, I I just love that. You know, there's nothing I can turn on the TV and say I want to watch that mm-hmm. level of camp, but also that deep level of friendship and love and uh, the great stories. It's just, uh, it's not out there for me right now. I love Winona, but it's no Xena. <laughs> I definitely, I'm really curious and excited to watch the show because you guys have recommended it. And, you know, I, I want to see other shows that were more like Xena, you know, with the friendship and the love and, and the excitement and the adventure and the strength and, you know, um, feminist icons without being on a soapbox, you know, I mean, there's right. just so much that I, I do appreciate about shows like that. So I'm, definitely follow them and watch them too. Did you have a moment uh, where you were on set and I, I, we'd asked this of Lucy and I referenced liar, liar when you guys are doing this, you know, it took so many turns as far as high drama and camp and comedy and music. And like that, I just was watching that episode liar, liar the other day. And you guys at the end, she was like, had a guitar and rocking. And then you come dancing out in your white fringe bikini, which I have one. Thank you. And no, it does not fit. Um, that, was, that was a highlight. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, did you ever have that, those moments on the show where you're like, what are we doing? This has got to be one of the highlights of my whole life because this is ridiculous and fun and awesome all at the same time. And that moment struck me as one that could just been like, yesterday we were shooting a tremendously sad death day death scene or something. And now I'm dancing around in white friends. What is my life? Right. <laughs> Honestly, you know, you are 
you're in the musical, you're in the show. You don't have a moment to step back and reflect on, is this surreal or odd? Because we were doing it, you know? um, Here's an example. I remember a long time ago, I worked on uh, the Rockford Files with James Garner. Um, I'm so old that I remember watching that show on television. (laughs) Probably reruns, who knows how many reruns it was. Um, But anyway, I remember sitting in the car with him and he was on one side and his sidekick was on the other. And there was that moment of, this is weird. This is surreal. (laughs) What's happening here? Um, I never had that feeling on Xena because it was, it was hard work. We were tired, but there was still that drive of let's get a great show. Let's do our best. Let's work hard. um, And, and make this ride as exhilarating for everyone else watching as it is for us to do. Hmm. So no, I'm sure it was really bizarre for you guys really watching <laughs> no well when we were watching though we were in the moment too like in the show like we're it, it you know sense. we're like <laughs> they gotta win this rock battle because and poor gabrielle's no, in a cage yeah. no we were wrapped up in it too in the same way but then you know it's not until like literally the other day when i was watching it thinking how crazy must that have been but you know when you're filming but like you said you were you were in it and and also that too you're working like for you it's like oh my gosh i I got to hit that mark as I dance out in this <laughs> bikini. And so you're not really reflecting on your whole life at that moment. You're just trying to no. dance to your mark. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to keep up with Jay, um, who was my dance partner and all those different numbers. Um, <laughs> Cause he's a, he was a riot. So I mean, talk about a wild card. It was just hard to keep, you know, keep him still because he was always a showman <laughs> telling jokes or singing songs or doing something. Um, but um, no, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like a nerd in that I take everything to the, um, 100th degree where I want to research. I want to do my best. I want to practice. I want to do a good job, you know, that I take all that very seriously. So I was, my head was down. I was just trying to make sure I, I, um, I knew what I was doing, but I had fun while doing it. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? Oh, yeah. Dancing that little outfit, even oh, yeah. if it was embarrassing in front of all the people, <laughs> it felt pretty fun, right? Yeah, I've done it too. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I fought wearing it, but yet I did. Um. <laughs> you know, Wendy, I'm sure I saw a picture of you in that. You looked great. I remember. Well, I think that. it was the year you were at BarkCon, so you probably saw me in it at the... Yeah. The thing when we had uh, in Orlando, the yeah, three I, of us were wearing the little white fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, re- I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> were you trying to forget it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was more like, dang. I know. do. Sorry about <laughs> Talk about like body doubles. Real, real. No, 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 no. Don't no. insult yourself by saying we were your body doubles. <laughs> we all had the same little bellies and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> It's called too much. I think your Tara, your mom said we all eat too much chicken fried steak back in Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> how many? How many times, like at conventions and things, Renee have? I, have you just heard countless stories from people about Gabrielle and and her influence on them, or um, you know, I, as I feel like a lot of people, like I said, you know, like I know for me, Zena, I was just in awe of Zena because she was this thing, but obviously you, the character of Gabrielle, not to mention being played by another blonde from Texas, obviously that's the one I related to. So I didn't know how much Gabrielle's journey really, you know, how many stories you've heard from people as far as how she influenced them. I mean, I'm, I'm 
grateful that I've, I've, I feel that people are, are able to open up to me and um, consider me accessible enough that they can tell their story. Um, you know, sometimes it's at a convention if they have an opportunity to talk to with me one-on-one mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of nerve. I mean, I couldn't do it, you know, that even, you know, I remember going to some talk show in uh, in America while I was on Xena and um, <laughs> Hall and Oates were there because they were also guests okay. on the show. I was so shy. I'm on the, I'm, I'm also a guest. I was so shy. I couldn't even say anything to them and I love their music. So to think that somebody can walk up to me and open up their heart and just say something that is is truly like a life moment that was a pivotal point in who they were, choices they made, or who they became is is hard to do. And I appreciate that as a human being. So I, I'm very grateful and kind of humbled by it. Um, I know there are different uh, times that Lucy and I have kind of talked about this with everyone that you know it could it could seem overwhelming. You know that we don't deserve this. It wasn't just about us. Um, and then I think everyone, we all came to a collective understanding that the show wasn't successful just because of Lucy and I, it was because of everyone, including the fans and what the fans poured into it with their friendship and, um, their trust in each other, uh, to open up and create a community that, um, was needed and, and I don't think was even available, but I don't know if that's true. If there was another community that, um, had the opportunity through the internet to become so open. Is that true? Uh, until Xena, I feel like, yeah, Xena really came about when the internet was growing. And I think that like for myself, you know, the fact that I went to this convention where I didn't know a soul, but a lot of it was because we were able to connect ahead of time on the internet to some yeah. capacity. So you weren't complete strangers. So yeah, I think that the internet being really growing at the time Xena was on made a huge difference. Like I said before, I'm glad Twitter wasn't around then, but I like that the internet was there. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, and I I guess now, you know, looking back on how how it's changed for me, um, over the last gosh, probably six years, I I still receive letters from people and um I keep them. I stopped opening them all. But I keep them. It's really weird. It's a weird, wacky thing in, uh, as a personality trait. But I want to go through them and I want to give them their time. So, so strange. And yet I haven't had a lot of time, you know, because I am a mom. I, 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 I have, have a lot, lot going on, you know, with work, with everything. Right. Um, so I constantly put my time into who I'm with at the moment in mm-hmm. my life. Um, but I'm saving them and I've been saving these letters for a very, very long time. And I've always wondered, well, you know, I, I feel badly about not responding to them all or sending a note back or um, a picture back or something. But in the end, I think it's really okay because, you know, we're all kind of in this together. Literally we are, you know, and, and I think the fact that they could write to me and, and now they do know that I have received it, um, whether or not they, get a response or not they just need to know that that they put it out there in the world and that takes a lot of courage so I um I I have 
I have many to go through. <laughs> <laughs> She'll get to your letter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because some are, are full of uh, beautiful words and, and uh, thoughts and good wishes and others are asking for that back. And mm. so, I mean, in the end, you know, again, it's like the cycle is like, you know, you want to put the time into that, even if I don't respond to them directly, I want to, you know, metaphorically let them know that I I see them, I acknowledge them, I feel that, you know, I think that that's, it's a flow that I think is important, even if we don't see it literally through a a convention or a letter or, you know, it's still all there and we really are connected and I sound ridiculous. I sound like, no, no, no. Uh, no, I, so you'll I, open my uh, like 25 letters at some point then, <laughs> Renee, I can expect you to back to me. <laughs> I will. Okay, all right. <laughs> some, like I have some birthday cards that come through and oh my gosh, one is like, I'm sorry, it's late, you know, and it's just so sweet. <laughs> I have really sweet. I mean, I, I have some sweet, sweet people that Aww. are touching my life. So that's, that's pretty cool. I appreciate that. Fantastic. I can't even imagine to, to get that kind of, um, like the letters, like you say, and the people telling their, their stories and just, you know, I, you know, I like wonder how it would be to not feel pressure to respond, but like, I would just like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, right, you know, a lot and, of pressure. yeah. Cause sometimes I know people do like to tell their really innermost thoughts and, and feelings. Um, to, to someone in your position who's played a character that resonated or that you yourself resonated with as an actress. So, um, yeah, I appreciate all you do to, to take the time to acknowledge them and their stories and how hard it is for them to mm-hmm. do that. Well, yeah, I'm sure that you guys get an opportunity to do that more often when you are at the conventions or other gatherings, because you literally get to see each other face to face and sit with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why the community is so important. Uh, because you really are doing it all the time, you know, when, when uh, you need, when kids need mentors to look up to and to know that it's okay to be who I am and, you know, feel safe. So I think it's, it's really important to do it and however you can and whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever opportunity you have. We, uh, I know you said you had about 30 minutes. um, So I don't, we don't want to keep you (laughs) if you, if you need to go. Um, I'm curious. I have one last question that I wanted to throw at you. As, and I think I know the answer because you pretty much answered it with your life. But do you think you, Renee, would have gone with Zena? Because, you know, Gabrielle just left everything she knew to go off. <laughs> and I guess not even necessarily Zena, but like a metaphorically grand. I don't know what's out there, but I know it's it's something I've got to follow. Because um, I think back when I was, you know, Gabrielle's age or even your age when you started the show, like, no way. I was scared to go to college and room with one of my best <laughs> friends. That's how big of a, a baby I was. But now I totally would. But do you think you would have, I mean, which you kind of did, you, you know, Absolutely. you did leave your life to go follow Zena in a way. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. No, I would definitely, I wouldn't hesitate again. Yeah. No, that's just, um, absolutely. I think everybody, <laughs> listen to me. I think everybody should. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Yeah, yeah they no, should. Um, no, I, I, absolutely. I, um, yeah, exactly. I don't even know what to say, but yes, yeah. I, that was meant to be. And and I always look for those, those opportunities, you know, those opportunities to grow and to be challenged and to step into a new sense of uh, courage and strength and authenticity and compassion, all those things. I mean, you know, I mean, I think life puts us in those positions 
to let us grow there. And I'm looking to see what the next one will be. Yeah, because get ready. It's when you least expect it, it'll show up. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me. Thanks for having me. And once I do watch uh, Winona Earp all the way through, let's do this again. But give us a yes. (laughs) I would really be curious about your opinion of it because um, I feel like, like you said, the things that we loved about Xena is the closest I've seen yet, I would say. Yeah. The, cool. the the mix of they haven't done a musical yet but the mix of comedy and and drama and the characters it, it feels pretty close enough right and i can enough. only fully appreciate it because of xena so i have that to, to really has raised the bar and i set everything to that standard um so when i find something and i think oh my god it's <laughs> they're campy and they're they're it's fun but it's it's deep, yep. you know, it's something special. Mm-hmm. So that has always set the bar for me. Cool. I love the idea that it's set in a different period as well. Right. It's no, well, it's, it's modern. It's not a different <laughs> it's period. It's Western. But it sort of <laughs> exists in its own universe. And it yeah. has, it has some characters from another period, but it's, I think it's set relatively modern day, but it feels cool. very closed off from the real world. So it's kind of in its own thing. Huh. Yeah. But it's, right. yeah, it's not set in the past or anything. So, yeah, I tell you, it's a whole lot of stuff going on in the show. <laughs> so. yeah. Renee, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Take care. I will see you when I get to see you again. That was fun. That was fun. You know, Renee's one of those people I don't know, but I feel like I do in some capacity because mm-hmm. I, you know, I've dressed like Gabrielle and <laughs> I feel like Renee, blonde from Texas, you know, watching the show, I'm like, yeah, you know, I got a big Gabrielle. I wish I was Gabrielle. I remember thinking, (laughs) all I want to do is just find a Xena and just go running around the planet doing good, Hmm. being the sidekick. I am born to be a sidekick. Running around New Zealand. New Zealand especially. It's the best. (laughs) It's the most beautiful thing. So that was, yeah, that's the most I've ever talked to Renee in my life. That was awesome. She's she's feel like there's someone who's been in my world for, you know, since Xena started. She's uh, great. That's she's she's fun. She's good people. And I feel like we're maybe, you know, gonna create a new Erper. I know. Uh, I yes. hope so. I hope she yeah. enjoys it. Be great to have her back yeah. on. That Get a review amazing. on that. Yeah. She sounds very <laughs> eager to to check it out. So I yeah. you know, I do think it's the most zine esque type of show that's that's come down the bike. Um sure. at least that I know of that's but and not only, you know, and I forgot to even mention just the fan level of fan community and sport is Oh yeah. The you know Xena-esque. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, I can't wait to hear sh- what she thinks about it. But yeah, that was that was a treat. That was truly like, a treat. Having her like I said, you know, really set the bar as far as the chemistry between the actresses and mm-hmm. the, the level of camp and the drama and balancing that out and uh, really created as genre into it unto itself, plus lesbians. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> plus also lesbians. Everything. It has everything you could possibly want. And we we watched the heck out of it. Um, well, that was a fun. We're not quite done with Xena Month. I believe not. we're gonna we're close. We got uh, next week. We're gonna be doing some. Uh, I know we've been pushing this top ten. Mm. Our personal top ten. Yeah, um, we really gave you the goods right away with Lucy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We came out strong. Our favorite episodes <laughs> or Lucy it and did. Renee? Come on, <laughs> came right. out strong. Yeah, I'd say we were fine waiting on our personal favorites because we had Renee. So yeah, which would you, you know, so I that's, think that's way better. So um, we'll do our list. We'll have you know we're yeah. gonna combine list for the t- uh, like ten best episodes. But I also we should maybe do a deep dive and maybe we ask our listeners what episode we should do a yeah. deep dive on. Yeah, let us know. 
And then also this week, look for that post about the free book giveaway of Mary D's book. That's right. Their courage, Zena, their courage changed our world. Um, I've been a little busy this week, but I will post it this week. My apologies. That's exciting. Look for that. And make sure to read the rules very closely. I got my book. I did get my book in the oh, mail. Oh, you got your book. I've oh. flipped through it. I have not. I've been. I was busy too uh, with some fundraising um, for my rescue group in Texas, so I haven't had a chance to look through it or even find my chapter. But awesome. I'm going to, and uh, I need to post it. Let Mary D know. Look, I got a Mary D. It's the size of. It's heavy. <laughs> it's a big old book in a box, and it was like, oh my gosh, I should have worked out more to pick this up. But it's uh. going to be awesome. Can't wait to read it. Awesome. Yeah. So before, all sorry, right, can, I, can I interject here before we go? Please do. I got a text. I got a text this morning from devoted listener, Tara. T2. Oh, yes. Not our me. buddy Tara. Do Not you, that. Do you remember a couple, maybe it was last episode, when Apollonia writ, had wrote, written in and said, hey, guys, Indiana Jones. She dropped that, that, that yes. magic word. Mm-hmm. Tara reminded me that she actually was the first one to email in with that Code magic code, code word. Oh, we owe her a huge apology. Damn, <laughs> she called us out. Called us out. Like, ahem. good for you, Tara, because we need to be called out in this faux pause. Thank you, thank you for that. We have obviously very short memories. We are very we irresponsible. I'm glad <laughs> she pointed that out. So, thank you. We'll be giving yes. away two special gifts, yes. gift packages yes. to Apple yes. and to T2. To, to, to. For sure, for sure. <laughs> as soon as we have wow. stuff to give them, I can't believe us. I know. I I'm know. embarrassed for us. Really. I am too. I really am. What, what, you know, come on, guys. <laughs> Look, it's been a, a long year. Our brains are full. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But yes, anything else that you find that we messed up? All of yeah. you, please call oh, us out we, because you have a corrections and retractions. We want to segment. improve. Yes, <laughs> but we should we, set up a uh, some sort of virtual suggestion box, right? Like constructive feedback. Yeah, there you go. Don't be mean. I'm very sensitive. Yeah, me too. We're I all, will literally <laughs> cry if I get. That. We're all pretty sensitive, I think. <laughs> we're very thin-skinned. <laughs> we are indeed. We try, uh, though. God bless but, us. We try. But if you do want to write us, oh, reach oh. out to us. You can do that on Twitter at at SNO Podcast. It's not podcast with one D. No podcast. <laughs> and Instagram and Facebook at She Nerds Out Podcast. And you can send email. an email to she nerds out at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please leave us a review and give us a rating. It helps us in the end. And uh, hey guys, you know, one way that we can uh, we can honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We can, we can vote. Please get vote. out. Please yeah. get out and vote. Vote, vote, vote. Vote, vote. vote. please. Early. Vote. And often. Right. Not often, but early. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Those mail-in ballots. Please vote. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You know. Please. Gotta get it done, ma'am. <sighs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that cheery note, <laughs> go vote, go vote, go vote. And until next week, she nerds out. out. Vote. R.I.P. R.B.G. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things.